Good morning. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Zephaniah, chapter 3. Hear the word of the Lord. Sing, daughter Zion. Shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord, your God, is with you, the mighty warrior who saves you. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I will remove from you all who mourn over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and a reproach for you. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame. I will gather the exiles. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they have suffered shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Most gracious Lord, we thank you for your word and we pray that by your Holy Spirit, your, our hearts and our minds would be open to receive this word from you today because we know that there is something that you have just for each one of us. And I pray, Lord, that you would press it deep into our hearts, that it would be something that would not be able to escape our thoughts as we leave this place. But gracious Lord, would you also take these simple words of mine and turn them from water into wine? Because God, we know that you take the simple things of the world and you can do miracles with them. So do that even now here in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Rejoice, rejoice. Everything is about joy these days, right? It's Christmas time. We need to rejoice. Joy to the world, uh, peace on earth, right? Joy, joy, joy. Joy in our hearts, deep down in our hearts. We're just going to be joy everywhere. And, and joy, if we're really going to rejoice, as we are being told here in this scripture, then, then it's something that we don't, it's like a feeling and a showing. All of this wrapped up in, in this delight, joy, rejoice, delight. And we do a pretty good job of that around the holidays. We cover everything in lights. We bake every cookie and dessert and hop ourselves up on sugar because that helps, right? We watch the movies that are so wonderful and, and we have all these traditions. Some of us still actually go out and actually cut a tree down and bring it into our homes. Some of us just do the pre-lit thing, but whatever brings joy, that's what we're gonna do, right? We cover them with ornaments. We, I don't know about your family, but in my family, we like shortbread. It's a family recipe, of course, not the little tiny cookies. No, 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 no. We do like a cake of, shake, of shortbread. It's like that thick and everybody gets their own because we need shortbread if we're going to have joy at Christmas time. But whatever it is, we load it on pretty thick. We load it on pretty thick. As soon as Thanksgiving ends, we're on it. But December 26th comes though 
and we're done. Right? It all is coming down. Put all the cookies away. I've had enough of all of the joy. A couple weeks ago, though, I was talking about how Advent is really more of a somber time, a time of reflection, a time of penitence. And if we're true to Advent, then we need reminders of joy. Then we need to see and experience and feel joy. Because if we're being honest, all of these preparations can be a bit more of a cover-up than how we're actually feeling. And if we're really being honest, then we have to name some things. We have to name some things that we find ourselves caught up in. Things like gluttony, things like greed and jealousy and envy, and somehow all of the grief and anxiety that we try to hide just becomes heightened even in the midst of this season. And all of the gods, all the little gods of this era, this time that we live in, find their way into our lives, into how we live, and somehow we end up being consumed. And somehow our lives become dictated by the things of this world. Zephaniah, in these three little short chapters, has a very strong warning. Zephaniah is a prophet of God, and and Zephaniah shares this reminder to the people of God that they have indeed sinned, that they have not kept Yahweh's commands. He reminds them that they have already experienced destruction. They have already been taken from, from their home of Jerusalem. They've already been dispersed into other places. And so it is even harder, as we know, as people who, who claim a faith in Jesus Christ, as people who say we follow God, we know it is not easy It is not easy at times, and we find ourselves caught up in sin. We find ourselves overwhelmed. We find ourselves in need of of that returning of our hearts and minds to God, even in a time when we are supposed to be celebrating and witnessing to the birth of our Savior. But Zephaniah is saying to these people, listen, you know destruction. You know what it is to be taken from your homes. You know what it is to not be able to worship the way that God had intended for you to worship. You know what it is. And it's because of the, of the great sin in this world. It's because we, we live in this horrible, sinful, broken, dark world. But let me remind you, Zephaniah says, that there is an impending day of the Lord that the Lord is going to return. And friends, it's not the one that we want. (laughs) Scripture says that, that that the Lord will return, but we need to be weary of that day because it's not the day that we're going to be like, oh yes, Jesus, would you just come now so all this would be over with? No, it's not gonna be like pretty and pleasant 
and fun. It's not a big parade. The day of the Lord's returning is the one in which final judgment comes. The day of the Lord is the one where we see how sin and unrighteousness will be dealt with. It's the day when God's judgment is is going to be viewed for all of us. It's not going to be pretty and fun. It will be a time of judgment. Zephaniah is saying, hey, hey, this is going to happen. Pay attention. And I feel like all I'm trying to do right now is pay attention to my Christmas list. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that that my nieces aren't going to be mad because the one has three gifts and I'm pretty sure that I only have two for the other one. And if we're really going to get down to it, I'm a little anxious about how family dynamics are going to go. And then there's all the other stuff. There's all the other stuff that this world's got going on, right? Like, are we seriously, are we seriously dealing with videos on TikTok and being so concerned that we have to worry about our kids' safety in school? Are we really at a point where we're going to fight with each other over whether our children have a mask on in school? Are we really to the point where we are this consumed about our national debt and about interest rates in, right, on the rise? And we're, we're so consumed by trials that are happening and human trafficking and all of these things are real and all of these things matter. And yet it is all because we are very much living in this broken, sinful, fallen, dark world. And so even though we are masking everything with every possible light that blinks and flashes so that we can see the joy of the time, there is a reality that we live in. There is a reality. And Zephaniah says, yes, you need to pay attention and not be caught up in the sin of this world. And then... And then Zephaniah says, but listen, because our God is not just one who is concerned with judgment. Our God is also the God who is mercy. Our God is love. Our God is redemption. And our God is joy. Sing, daughter Zion, shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all of your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord, your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Friends, that is the joy that we need to hear. We need to know this and know that we can rejoice because our God, even in the midst of the sin and the brokenness and and the disorder and the chaos, our God takes delight in 
us. Our God. Our God brings joy in the midst. Our God brings light in the midst. Our God walks alongside of us and is with us, is with us. It's not a time of fake joy. It's a time of recognizing, yeah, we definitely fall into those traps of sin. Yes, we recognize that that we need to repent of the things that we're a part of in this world. But then we need to hear in in the words of Matthew Henry that the conversion of sinners and the consolation of saints are the joys of the angels, for they're the joy of God himself. And just like that, just like that, we are no longer cast aside. We are no longer found in some distant place, but we are found right there with Emmanuel, God with us, the Lord with And just like that, our gaze is taken from our lists of the things we have yet to do or haven't been able to, and our gaze is turned to Jesus. So why are we rejoicing? Why are we singing? Why are we shouting aloud? Because of God's delight in us. God who delights in us, who who sympathizes with our grief, who wipes away our tears. And instead of our eyes being fixed on the brokenness around us, instead of being so consumed with what dessert we'll make because we can't make cheesecake this year, instead, instead we're craning craning toward the good news, the good news of the birth of Emmanuel, the Lord with us. So sing, shout aloud, be glad and rejoice with all of your heart. He takes great delight in you. His love He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with his singing. So let's rejoice. Not being overwhelmed by the trappings, but in God's great delight and love for each and every one of us.